Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I am the host of The Common Sense Show, and you already know that. And hopefully you already know that we're the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We're really glad to be with you. With a lot going on, we keep going back to the well to Paul Preston. He is the president of the New California Movement. We're going to be talking to him about recent current events and developments, both with New California and the nation as a whole. But before we join Paul, I want to let everybody know that there's a couple of groups that make this show possible. The first group, Storable Food. Preparewithdave.com is what we call them. And I have to tell you guys, if you don't have storable food, well, okay, ask the people in Houston how well they did and how quickly the shelves are cleaned out when Hurricane Harvey hit. Exactly. We're giving you 70% off. You can collect the food two- and four-week packets. That takes away the sting of having to do it all at once. No glyphosates, no GMOs, 25-year shelf life. Preparewithdave.com. Get the peace of mind that comes knowing that you have done what you need to do to help your family during a crisis. We're also brought to you by Noble Gold. Look at you read Wall Street Journal, everything else. What are they telling you? Your pension's in trouble. Well, pensions need to be backed by something of value. Noble Gold's an expert at that. They're putting a lot of precious metals into it, and their returns have been fantastic. And I want to refer you to them because this is what I think you need to be doing because it's what I've done, 
and I got the peace of mind knowing that more than likely my pension is going to survive because gold holds its value, cash does not. Give the good people at Noble Gold a call for a no-obligation interview. Question and answer session. Ask them anything they want. They're there to help you, and they intentionally do not pressure. Their number, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, Paul Preston, president of the New California Movement. He's the host of Agenda 21 Radio, one of the most popular radio shows that are out there today. And uh, he's turning CNN into a nightlight. And uh, they're, they're kicking ass and taking names, excuse the expression. I didn't think this movement would get this far in the beginning, and now I don't see how it's going to fail. Paul, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're with us. Well, thank you very much, Dave, for having me on the show tonight. Well, it's distinctly our pleasure. I, I, I have to tell you, Paul, we, the CalExit movement scared the hell out of me. still does because of the subversives that are still around, connected to it. But I thought they were going to pull this off at one time, but they didn't. The new Jefferson movement was co-opted. It failed. And then you're kind of like the last guy standing. Tell us where you stand right now with New California and what needs to happen to make this 51st state possibility a reality. Well, you, you left out the uh, Tim Draper three-state thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But that's how much I take him seriously. I know. Well, you know, it was interesting. He got himself actually on the ballot for the three-state initiative. And um, a, a extremist liberal environmentalist sued him to keep him off the ballot. And the guy won the lawsuit to keep him off the ballot. And the reason why he won the lawsuit is that Tim Draper's proposition was unconstitutional. It violated Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution, which is like, you know, kind of basic stuff. If you want to form a new state, you have to follow the Constitution. You think? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Dave, listen to this. The most extremist liberal court in the land, the California State Supreme Court, on a six to zero decision, tossed the case. Mm. Tossed the case because it wasn't constitutional. It was just blatantly not constitutional. Well, of course, and you are dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and you're you're kind of following the West Virginia model. Talk about that for a minute. Well, and, you know, it's kind of ironic we talk about West Virginia, given what the state of West Virginia, or what Virginia is going through right now. But, uh, yeah, we, we uh, are, are a constitutional movement following Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution. And that part of the Constitution, which is the New States Clause, is the clause in the Constitution. It's very, it has only been used, what, three or four times before. This, I, it, technically, there's an argument of whether it's been used four or five times that, we're going to stick with the fact that it's only been used successfully three times, mm-hmm. but every time a state split under this type of design has been proposed, it's always succeeded. And the state split clause uh, gave us West Virginia, and the last time that happened, of course, was 1861. And what the uh, Article 4, Section 3 basically states is that if you are wanting to form a new state, then what you have to do is you have to work with the state legislatures concerned and then that with then that of the Congress. So we are following that design and we are following the Constitution and the basic formula is the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And we are in then of course case law, which case law of course is West Virginia. So we're following all that and we're successful. We're growing. We're getting bigger. There are 58 counties in California right now. 
we have um, 47 or goes have, have gone through our certification process to become actually declared counties within New California, but we have five provisionals, which brings us up to 52. Now, the provisionals will be on board here in the next uh, couple of weeks, actually. Uh, they will be fulfilling their obligations by having a complete complement of people that need to be in their county committee. So um, 52 counties, basically, out of 58 counties, will be on board with New California. That's incredible. Yeah. So are, are the Javier Becerra's and the Kamala Harris, are they crapping their pants? Well, you know, um, at this point, they have their panties in the bunch. I mean, Javier's got his panties in a bunch, and so does... Uh, I mean, um, Kamala Harris and the rest of the group. I, I call them. I call them the San Francisco treats. <laughs> oh my God! These people are just amazing. Yeah. You know, to digress for a second, when they had the State of the Union address, right. President Trump said something in the affirmative that everyone should agree with. I don't care what your political persuasion is. We're going to do what we need to do to stop child sex trafficking. Well, yeah. And Kamala Harris was shaking her head no. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I, you know, I, um, it, it, and I think maybe your your audience has heard me say this before, but you know, I have to declare that, that I was uh, specifically trained in some very very high intensity uh, trainings by the Los Angeles Police Department's Crimes Against Children's Task Force back in the eighties. And um, I have been carrying this with me. I've actually had to use some of the skills and techniques that they taught me to try and find, well, actually successfully find children that have been sex trafficked. And in fact, just a couple of years ago, in, in my local community here, I was pressed into service and we found a child. It took them 10 days. They, they, the child was missing for 10 days and we found the child in four hours. Wow. It's it's not rocket science, actually, if you know where to look and how to look. But the, my bigger point is is that uh, child sex trafficking is not a small crime. It's not a small business. It's a multi-billion dollar business. And to see Kamala Harris sit there and scoff and roll her eyes and, and do all of the shameful things that she was doing sitting there as a sitting senator from California um, almost made me want to vomit. I mean that that's just my life and that's why that's what I was seeing was somebody who was enabling all that uh, by her um well by her status but it, just, you know and Pelosi's uh scowling acting like oh. a 10-year-old with her body language and you got uh Ocasio-Cortez and her antics that she was up to I, you know I don't know how anyone could look at these people and say I'm really proud of my choice to be a democrat I don't get it. Well, you know what's so mind-boggling, Dave, to me, and I guess it will always be. I mean, I understand, based upon my training, I get it. It's kind of like if you're learning how to drive, you you know how to drive a truck or a car or an airplane, and those skills just kind of, or a bicycle, those skills just kind of never go away. You'll always have them. Sure. You can still be in disbelief about the phenomena that you're riding a bicycle and you know how to balance and coordinate and all that. But I just shake my head at these people. Um, either they're, they're incredibly ignorant or they're part of the problem. And I, I really have come to believe they're part of the problem. They know full well that what they do and how they're, they're doing it is involves such things as child sex trafficking, human trafficking, and all the other the evils, basically, that 
and Donald Trump and everybody else is trying to clean up. They they represent that group. They represent the cartels. They they are their representatives. And you know how can you say when you take a look at Nancy Pelosi as she was shuffling through the papers and rolling her eyes and all that good stuff? How can you say anything else but the, or come to that conclusion that she is doing nothing more than supporting the cartels, the worldwide criminal cartels and cabals? that are destroying this country and of course look at what she's doing about this whole invasion of the southern border this is this is the trafficking and human flesh and slavery wholesale and she's a party to it she she supports it what is wrong with the picture paul you know i said this it's so prophetic that you would say this at this point i was speaking to paul martin good friend of mine from colorado revolutionradio.org and I told him I said they have to be serving the cartels I mean actively working for them who would in their right mind be opposed to stopping child sex trafficking or drug trafficking or gun running but they are Mm -hmm. and and then flip flip the coin over who would be opposed to let's just see who we're letting into the country good people yeah we need workers here let's process the good people bad people no we're not letting you in who would be opposed to that? Well, you know, um, it's hard to say, but it w- what was pretty um, obvious is that we saw a lot of people last night opposed to just that. Yeah. yeah. The bottom line is, is that uh, as we've talked many times here on your show, and I talk about it every single day on my show, Agenda 21 Radio, that um, this invasion isn't an invasion. It's a real, true invasion of our country. We are at war. There are people, there are elements of the deep state, the deep actors that, that are well coordinating all these activities. You know, you just don't hustle up 2,000 people to come to the border and meet at a certain point. Logistically, This you just don't make this happen spontaneously. It's not like spontaneous generation where you're, or a spontaneous fire. These people are well organized coming from the places that they're coming to meet up in different places in the middle of Mexico to get onto buses and be transported to Tijuana or to um, McAllen, Texas. Yes. I mean, th- this is a logistical thing that has been well worked out, well coordinated, and clearly the Mexican government is on board with this. They, and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you've been down to Mexico many times. I have mm-hmm. too. You know, you get to a certain place and they pull you over and you got to pay them 100 bucks and you drive on. I mean, that's just the way it works. So, it, uh, what, what about a million dollars to move a thousand or two thousand people? and put them on those buses and get them up north. As you know, Dave, that's just nothing to these cartels, and I'm sure that that's what happens. Um, it's, it's going on now. But this, this is a planned strategy, a cloud and piven strategy to overwhelm us with civilians and citizens that uh, have you know have children with them uh, to uh, flood over overrun us at the border. And, and Trump knows this. He absolutely knows this. And so does Nancy Pelosi, because she's part of it. Her goal is to uh, buy time so more and more and more and more people can come across the border. That's what her strategy is. I, I just I'm flabbergasted that more people can't see through this. To me, the intent is clear. And... Um, I guess this heightens my frustration with President Trump only from the standpoint that 
there are deep state operatives connected to these activities that are vulnerable in other areas, legally speaking. And I just it's still saying, when, President Trump, when are you going to go after him? Well, I think he's actually going after him. And um, I, I think that people need to start watching and paying attention about some of the. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the things are going on i i really think that nancy pelosi has been served notice i think there's some things around her and around her ilk if you will that um we're, i think we're starting to see a race to the finish here who's got what on who and whether or not nancy pelosi will survive or donald trump well my money's clearly on donald trump and uh, there's a lot of things just that are happening, I think, behind the scenes that people don't quite see yet. But the the, the evidence is ten, the, the the tertiary evidence is is actually pretty clear as far as I'm concerned because you can you see their desperation. I think last night was a real good sign of complete desperation yes. on the, the Democrats' part. You have Ocasio Cortez and some of these other younger. Um, Democrats that are putting a lot of pressure on the old crew out there, you know, Pelosi and Schumer, and they're uncomfortable with that. Let's just face it. They, they are uncomfortable with Ocasio-Cortez 
Now that means she's, I'll be a strange sort of way, she's playing for us. So you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. I, I think it's just kind of, it's, uh, kind of humorous if you think about it, because she's just putting, she's just absolutely driving Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them crazy. And I say, go for it, girlfriend. Go for it. <laughs> Keep it up. And she is. She's not stopping. She's not turning. So, you know, the question is, is she for Donald Trump or not? <laughs> Just being facetious there. But uh, the socialist thing is really bothering them a lot. And, you know, even Bernie Sanders, of course, he's he's on top of the, the whole Ocasio-Cortez business. But within the fight, the fight within the Democratic Party, there's a dismantlement going on. And I think you're going to see um, the, the punching bag effect that Nancy Pelosi is basically becoming a punching bag for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. It's not, I think it was a clear demonstration of that. Trump has set her up, and she doesn't even know that she's falling. It's interesting. I, I think she does know. And I'll tell you why. Look at her body language. Just go look at any of the clips of the State of the Union. I mean, she sees Trump as the destroyer. I mean, she was staring a hole through him. Mm-hmm. This is personal. This wasn't, I'm acting like I'm in opposition to these Republican policies. She, this is, it's personal for her. So I, I think she does know. And I wonder where Ocasio-Cortez fits into this. First of all, she's such a dumbass, she didn't even realize what, branch of government she was elected to and then she couldn't figure out why she hadn't been paid before the inauguration and then on top of that she knows nothing so I mean is she just a stooge I mean she can't have the awareness I don't think that she knows what the forces are that are at work well and you know Dave I'm just telling you I think she's the best weapon the best the best weapon Donald Trump has right now Mm mm-hmm Think about it. I mean, uh, look at look at how crazy it is. Um, she she has uh, just absolutely divided the Democratic Party. You know, divide and conquer, which is one of their techniques. Now the techniques being used against them in their own world, and and that has got to be really disheartening to them. And especially the other part of it too is who are these freshmen? Democrats that are all dressed up in white last night doing standing ovations for the comments that Donald Trump's making. I, I thought they were the Klan. <laughs> I was waiting to see the burning cross break out. So, Where were the hoods? Where were the hoods? <laughs> there were some memes running around the net after yeah. the speech that were showing that, and I just... Okay. Uh, were they really Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, that, this is um, this this group of people is really not Democrats or socialists. And of course, the theme that came out from uh, Donald Trump last night was uh, they were socialists, and uh, he was calling them out. 
that's exactly what was going on. He was calling out the Democrats and warning them that socialism was going to die in the United States. It's not going to happen. However, of course, in California, we are a socialist state. There's no question about it. There's absolutely no question we're socialist. And I think that uh, the efforts of New California, we, as, as you know, we had a constitutional convention on the 26th of January. And in that constitutional convention, we resolved with our own assembly and senate our own governmental system, we resolved three resolutions um, demanding that the president uh, declare California in a state of insurrection because they're in violation of the three basic elements of Article 4, Section 4, the Guarantee Clause, which means that the federal government, by way of Donald Trump, has to guarantee all American citizens who live in California a Republican form of government, Mm -hmm. and they have to uh, keep us free from invasion, and also they have to uh, keep us free from domestic violence, and all those are being violated. And we wrote um, nine pages, three pages for each one of the resolutions, the whereas and what for us. And we sent that off to Donald Trump, and he did get a chance to read it. And we did response from the president, and um, his response was push on, push on New California. That was his quote to us. He did not make it directly to us, but the interme- intermediaries did. They're very, very clear about that. And it was very, very clear that in the the speech that was given last night, that socialist discussion is one that we have had absolutely for weeks now, almost well over a year, mm-hmm. every Tuesday when we register our grievances. So um, a lot of what came out in the president's speech last night was reflective of our document that we sent to him. And we're, we're just ecstatic about that because we have to stop socialism in this country. We have to. I mean, unless we want to go on and, you know, have everybody rounding up the usual suspects and that sort of thing, end up like communist China. Have you uh, seen some of the uh, messages coming out of Venezuela where they're uh-huh. telling the world, we used to have productive economy, we had a society that worked until we embraced socialism. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. I've been following Venezuela tightly. Um, we still have some of our resources down there that... Um, um, We've had them for years, actually talking to us, and uh, they they went silent about six months ago. These are American expats, and they, we have not heard from them, and we're very very concerned for their safety. But yes, we've been following this very intensely, and California is right there. California is the new Venezuela in three years. Interesting, you'd say it that way. Um, I wonder how far you carry the parallel, though. And here's what I mean by this, Paul. Uh, in Venezuela, you've got Chinese, Cubans, Russians, and right next door, you got the Colombians and the Americans. Um, are we going to see that kind of melting pot of potential conflicts in California as well, involving the same kinds of groups? Absolutely, they're here. Let's talk about that for a minute. No, they are here. We've known this, uh, that they are here. And, um, you know, the, the problem that they have here is that... It, there's one major difference in California as opposed to Venezuela. Venezuela, you have a standing army, and that standing army, um, well, you know, and you've got divisions within the army, and, of course, one of the things that Maduro did was was very, very smart on his part. He made everybody a general. And so, therefore, they're all you know, beholding to him. And so he's got control over the military to a degree. But there's the fracturing that's going on within the military because of the socialist policies and so on. And, you know, soldiers need to eat, too. So what we have is a situation where he still is in charge of the military. In California, that is not the case. 
The case in California, Jerry Brown does not have control of the military, or not, excuse me, Gavin Newsom now, but the people in charge, they don't have that military part of it. They don't have the sheriffs. They don't have the highway. The highway patrol serves as the state troopers in California. We used to have what's called the state police, but back when they decided to pull in power and consolidate all power in a central location, they got rid of the state police, but then they turned that over to the highway patrol. They don't have the sheriffs. They don't have the highway patrol. They certainly don't have local policing agencies around the state of California, especially in the in light of Rennell Singh and, of course, uh, um, the the but Natalie Corona, just that that whole thing in Davis, California, that that whole thing has fallen completely apart for for the for the for the leftists in California. Uh, the there's a what's known as the California military. Now this is kind of interesting. We have a National Guard, we have a militia, and we can have a militia, but we also have what's called the California military, Dave. And the California military, which is an offshoot of the. It's kind of like um, a group of people who play between the National Guard and the normal armed forces, at the uh, the federal government. And we're li- we're doing an investigation on this actually about the so-called quote California military, because it seems to be a, an offshoot of a military organization that's able. Are you ready for this? It's able to make treaties with other nations. No, yeah, that that was illegal. Not in California with the California military. Um, Isn't that interesting? No, but now, there's a law, and, I, and it's jumping out of my head now, but it prevents that. it that prevents you, states from negotiating with foreign powers. It prevents states from having standing armies. We don't have standing armies. We have the National Guard, but we don't have, a nation, we don't have the California military. I mean, I don't know where this group fits in, but it's a big group. And they've actually been in other countries negotiating policies. Isn't that interesting? Then there's more on that. But how do they get away with it? That is unconstitutional. Well, you know, they um, they actually remember the Georgian situation. There was this armed, you know, when uh, Soviet Union or the Russia uh, invaded Georgia. You know, you know what troops were there? The California military. Really? Yeah, in Georgia. Now, why? Why does that? But uh, let me get on to the other issue, though. That's the big- very revealing. I know, and I'm 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 planting a seed for you, Dave. Okay, all right. I'll be quiet and let it grow. No, <laughs> you're just gonna sit, the, just like a mushroom, sit in the corner and watch it grow. Yeah. <laughs> but I I know you. You're gonna watch that thing. You're gonna you're gonna get into it. But my and and so are we. We're you know we're we're definitely looking at why why does the California quote military a military group end up in Georgia, and why does it make agreements with places like the Ukraine? Hmm. Treaties. Treaties, Dave. Treaties. So, that, and of course, everybody's sitting wondering, like, wow. And, of course, I men- mentioned the Ukraine. Did I mention the Ukraine? Ukraine. Ukraine. And uh, John Brennan. The, the usual suspects in Ukraine. Nazis. Nazis. Right, right. Nazis. Those guys. So you're saying California is connected to the Nazis. No, I'm saying that the California military is making agreements with Nazi s groups in the Ukraine. Yes, that's my point. Okay. Well, anyway, you have yours, I have mine. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so the um, Jerry, the, and I say Jerry Brown, but the leftists in California uh, don't have the support of the policing agencies. 
and they really don't have the support of the military. But what they do have is the support, though, of all these uh, OTMs and gangsters that have been coming across the border. Now, OTMs are other than Mexico, right. such as uh, Hezbollah and Hamas and ISIS and so on, that have become flooding across the border in California and using the potential to be used of secret weapons stores in California to overthrow the government. Now, that is a real possibility. I'll be darned. I, I just... I, I have to go do some research on this to satisfy myself. <laughs> I can't think of the governmental prohibition, but there's a term right. that prevents states from negotiating with foreign governments. But I'd also know you're right because I published a picture on my website. It was about the CalExit movement, and they set up an embassy in Moscow. In Moscow, right. So I know you're right. right. I just don't know how they're getting away with it legally. Well, I think they're pushing envelopes that just aren't there, and it's clearly what's happening. And this is our argument in New California, is they violated Article 6, Section 2 of the Constitution, which is the Supremacy Clause. They've exceeded their legal authority um, in terms of state law and exceeded federal law. That's a violation of that Article 6, Section 2 of the Supremacy Clause, which means that the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So if they are negotiating outside the bounds of the U.S. Constitution, and by the way, the only person who can do treaties is the president. He's the only one who can sign treaties. And with the consent of the, the Senate, well, where's all that going on? See, that's not happening. That was not what was happening. And we we know of documents that actually exist with those signatures on them. <clears throat> documents exist. I, I dumbfounded. I mean, it just I mean, it knocked me over with a feather on this. I'm, okay, so California is its quasi-own country. Did well, I tell you, I think you're going to like this. You're going to like this. I have a former associate. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Very, very close. And this former associate um, has family members in real estate. And second, second generation removed. They have helped Jerry Brown purchase a home in Belize mm. where they have no extradition agreement. Say extradition, yeah. I thought you'd like to hear that. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You know, I know that uh, he's got some sort of Buddhist thing going on right now, his property in uh, Calusa. We get reports about that with a lot of with a lot of young boys participating. Mm -hmm. So he's joined the Pelosi Club of protecting the uh, pedophiles. Well, you know, Jerry Brown is, has a history, of course, in West Hollywood. Uh, so with Adam Schiff, 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 Schiff. 
In fact, it's uh, what's his name? Um, did I say shift, 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 shift? <laughs> you did. I thought you were getting ready to cuss on my show. I've done enough of that tonight. But anyway, so well, what happened with us? You know, you know what? Uh, the, you know what the president calls Adam shift, 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 shift. He calls him Adam. Mm. I can't say the word. No. That's what he, he just doesn't go with the shift, shift, shift thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's but anyway, um, Ed Buck. Remember Ed Buck. Mm-hmm. He's a buckaroo. Ed Buck is um, out of West Hollywood, and he's a money bundler for Hillary Rodham Clinton. And he also likes gay black men, uh, young men in mm. And he likes to uh, introduce them to methamphetamine. And the younger, the better. Am I right? The younger, the better. And um, it just so happens that just recently, a body turned up in his house. Uh, a man. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, 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 yes. One of the infamous donors that had dead bodies in his house. I remember that. <laughs> He's on dos, on the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spot A's. And uh, anyway, so the first one happened in 2017. A very young man, um, about 19 or 20 years of age, who, who Ed Buck, at the age of 15, introduced him to methamphetamine. Now, Ed Buck has a particular sexual predilection to watching young black men get turned on with methamphetamine by injection. It it, it has to be by... It's bizarre. No, no, no. Listen, I can get really tawdry. I'm not going to do that. But anyway, that's his sort of thing. And then this guy's body showed up in his house. And, and the, of course, the LAPD and Sheriff's Department said, oh, it's no big deal. It's just Ed Buck. And you know, he's a friend of Hillary Clinton. And, of course, very good, f- close friend to Adam Schiff, 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 Schiff. And also Jerry Brown. They're best friends. And Hillary Clinton, there's pictures of them together, you know. And um, so he hangs around with Adam Schiff, 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 Schiff. And it's, it's interesting about Adam Schiff, 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 in that um, he likes that community out of West Hollywood. And of course, his 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 uh, congressional district is right there in Pasadena, Burbank, which is right there next to West Hollywood. So you can see how accessible he has to Mr. Buck and his friends. Now, I'm not saying that Adam Schiff, you know, partakes of what the same thing that Ed Buck does sexually, but it's pretty clear to what we understand is that there's some sort of relationship that. Ed Buck and Adam Schiff, 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 Schiff have had. Now, your audience and my audience can take that any way they want to. Mm. I know how I took it. I took it about as literally as you said it. <laughs> and, um, you know, no wonder California, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but the parents are up in arms there because uh, the government is trying to force the LGBTQ sex curriculum onto first graders. And, and you have a problem with that? Do I have a problem with it? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> do I have a problem with a six-year-old learning about sexual identities? Yeah, I have a problem with it. It's perverted. We have in California 19 or 20 sexual um, identities now. Mm-hmm. No more, no more chromosome count for you. Yeah, whatever happened to XY and XX? I mean, it's just what do we got? We're up to three hundred genders now, is what I'm hearing. Is that what it is? On oh, that's what know. I hear. Yeah, that's what someone, someone, an undergrad told me that. And I said, what would those chromosomes be? I know XY and XX. I know there's mutations like XYY, you know, called right. super male right. syndrome, XXY, Kleinfelters, right. but those are still 
predominantly XYXX. And, and by the way, um, for those of your um, audience out here who don't quite I'm a geneticist, so I kind of get this, uh, you know, understand it completely. But the um, X, X, there are normal males have an XY chromosome count. There's, there's 46 chromosomes, 23 chromosomes. Two of those chromosomes are sex chromosomes that determine your sex your your sex determination. So, when your mom and dad exchange sperm and egg and they come together, um, you have an X and you have a Y if you're a male, and you have an XX if you're a female. And sometimes that kind of gets a little screwed up. So sometimes you can have people that are X X Y and X X uh, X and X X Y. So you have, I mean, you have different. Com- and they com- it comes to a situation oftentimes, Klinefelter's or Turner syndrome, where these people, um, in terms of their gender, their gender is just as mixed up. And I'm talking about the physical aspect of their genitalia, just as mixed up as you know you could possibly imagine. So there actually has to have some sex change operations that are conducted. These have been well known. Um, they are to keep the child alive at the time when they are conducted, and usually they're done at birth. Uh, so there is no, um, you know, it, and of course the gay community, the, the the LGBTQ people have extrapolated that to mean that oh, people can just all of a sudden turn into male and female overnight because they think they are, and of course that's usually an environmental thing. It has nothing to do with their genetics. You have perfectly healthy X Y. Individuals thinking they're XX and they're really not, and XX thinking they're XY and vice versa. So there's a lot of gender confusion that's been foisted upon people by way of the environment. In other words, by publicity, media, and extremists such as the LGBTQ community. Now, having said all that, there's reasons for sexual orientation or sexual operations to, you know, correct various genetic features, and that's that's a fact but not to what we're seeing today. And not all these various... There's only XX and XY. And like I tell people, I said, you know, if you want to really confuse me, (laughs) find somebody who can tease out, if you're a male, all the Y chromosomes and insert new X chromosomes in all of the cells of your body. I mean, that is just not happening. It's it's not about to happen. And, of course, there again is the pseudoscience that surrounds all this um, hocus-pocus, if you will, in terms of chromo- chromosome count. In the How many genders did you say? 3,000? Well, 300 is what I've been told. 300? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it would make going to parties interesting these days. You know, it looked like Star Wars bar scene. No, worse. Oh, I think far worse than that. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I just, wow. I, I, I shake my head at the time we live in. But see, Paul, there's a bigger issue here. You can get caught in the minutia of, is it 300 genders and are waiting for tic-tac-toe XXX to show up? I mean, you can get in all kinds of nonsense. The bottom line is, this they don't care about science. It's about overturning the culture. Right. Destroying it. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's the whole agenda. And this is why they don't care about science. I mean, we, we're seeing, this is incredible to me. I mean, there's not a month goes by that I don't read about a tenured professor that's fired because they say there's two genders. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is to disrupt and destroy our culture. That's really what this is all about. Absolutely incredible that we're not calling this out as a nation. 
Well, and, you know, I, I'm hopeful. Now, we're starting to see signs of it, actually, in the new California movement, where there's a real pushback in California against the Republican Party of the state of California, the state Republican Party of California. And I've never seen what I'm seeing. Of course, we're involved with the new California movement, so we're kind of extracted from that. We're not part of that. But we have a lot of people that have just literally parachuted right out of the airplane of the California Republican Party because the California Republican Party, in my opinion, is completely worthless. And, in fact, it's nothing more than an operational arm of the Democratic Party. And uh, the globalists, they have... California Republicans have not won really any significant election since 1996. And it's not going to get any better. We just have a monoparty communist system. But I'm seeing people really finally just fed up and wanting to do something and take charge. And that's where we see it in New California. Uh, We're seeing people really in California. Finally, the conservatives of California have realized that, uh, and again, been a very, very sophisticated methodology to suppress people's opinions and news and information that they get here in California. So this has been a deliberate by design activity. And now all of a sudden, though, people have said enough is enough. And so they're calling us like crazy. We're the only outlet for people now in California is the new California outlet. And we're all like minded with them. We're even even Democrats, Dave. Damn it, the, 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 one of the places I get the most phone calls from about what's going on is San Francisco County. You think there'd be no confusion? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bad pun, but I mean, accurate. No, totally. But, you know, they, they know, these people I'm hearing from, they know. They know there's something really, really wrong. Well, you know, and of course... Um, there is something really wrong. And now, of course, they have options, and Donald Trump is giving them some of those options, and that's why last night's um, State of the Union speech was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And it, it, it basically, it was instructive, and it was directive, I think. And I think it was instructive in the fact that, uh, you know, making, I, I'd say it's a, it's a unification in... Um, unification attempt. I think he did unify the country a lot more than the Democrats would like to think. And I think he was uh, very, very um, instructive in the sense that we are not going to become a socialist nation. That's a fact. We are not going to become a socialist nation. At least until 2020. No, it's not going to happen. He's going to do whatever he can between now and then. That includes New California. We know, uh, based upon the language we heard last night from the president, that he is going to take action to put a stop to this. And it will happen before 2020. Absolutely, it's going to happen. We know that there's a time frame. You know, um, we've been in touch with our sources, and we, we're very, very comfortable with what he, We're uh, really overwhelmed. A lot of the stuff that he was saying about immigration, illegal immigration, and uh, of course, socialism is just exactly the same things that we've been putting out in our grievances for the last 54 weeks. What's the next step for Trump? Um, he's going to consolidate his power. He's going to finish up this negotiation. He's going to get his wall. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, is, he's going to get it one way or another. He has options to get the wall. And uh, as you know, he's got still money in the pipeline to continue building large portions of the wall. It's a matter of time before he gets all the money he wants. He can declare 
a national emergency, or he can he can uh, start to bring military um, assets to the border. And of course, they're going to need requirements down there. And building a wall could be part of that requirement. There's different ways to finesse finesse the wall, and I think he's going to get his wall. No, no doubt he's going to get his wall. And Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are going to become continually marginalized. As we have, we last night was the marginalization of the Democratic Party. He did a great job. I mean, like I was telling people last night, I said it's showtime. It Donald Trump is in stride now. Donald Trump, you know, he he's he's the apprentice guy out there. He's he knows the media. He knows what's going on. He knows the game, and he called it out last night. And there, now everybody has to play his game. It's wonderful. And Nancy Pelosi couldn't, she was beyond herself. And all the Democrats, they just didn't see anything coming. At least they could have, what they what they could have done is read his speech beforehand and realized some of the stuff that he was playing up to with the camera. Was I, um, I, I can't remember the show, one of the late night talk shows. And I don't watch the garbage. But we got in late last night from a game. And I turned it on, turned on the TV, and this one guy, I don't know who he was, because I don't watch these shows, but he went on for 30 minutes about the State of the Union, and he would say, well, Trump said this, and he'd go off on it, and there was nothing intelligible. Right. Paul, I was trying to make sense out of his argument. Okay, what is it that this guy is upset about? And I couldn't even get anything out of it other than... Let's make fun of his hair, his nose. Let's do some voice inflection imitations. But there was nothing of substance, and they used 30 minutes of network time. Right. Uh, I, I just the It just mind boggles me that the concentrated effort there is to discredit Trump, and they're getting to the point where they just say anything. And see, here's what they didn't learn. And, and there's something I noticed in the Republican primary. When you had 16 candidates... And everybody in the mainstream media ganging up on Trump, the American people got behind him at that point in time. Yeah. Because I think Americans hate bullies, and they saw the collusion that was going on, and the Democrats have already crossed that line. They're not winning over the people. No. No, they're not. And uh, that's why I said when I saw Nancy Pelosi doing what she was doing, which was so childlike, you know, Trump was winning the argument right there. And you knew everybody had a feeling Nancy Pelosi was going to do some sort of stunt, and she did. You know, all my listeners and, and people who I had contact with were telling me they were expecting that Nancy Pelosi was going to pull some sort of stunt. And she did. <laughs> and it was childlike. You know, she's 80-some years old, and she was acting like a little little baby girl. I know. I, I really, I said at one point in time, I think it was this morning, show, <laughs> but maybe I said it yesterday, just expect her to start sucking her thumb. Did you see the visual? Yeah, I did. I I, I saw her continual face, facial expressions. The body language says, I'm six, and I'm not getting my way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, seven years. That's what yeah. I saw. And, and I'm thinking, my my gosh, you're, you're a giveaway here. Um, I mean, when you don't agree with someone, and you want to appear to be professional, and I think that Speaker of the House, you should have a, some kind of decorum about you, but you would sit there and be stoic, and you would applaud the obvious things and ignore the things you disagree with, and that's your statement. 
Right. But that's not what she did. She went. She went. She played the child card. She did, and um, that's a loser. I, I'll tell you. Something. I, I wrote an article, and I get your reaction to this. Uh, I said Kamala Harris is playing the stupid card to get elected. And I went through the stupid things she's talked about. No private health care, no private ownership of cars. I forget her tax rate. I get the Democrats' numbers confused, but say 70% for the sake of argument. And I'm saying this is pure stupidity. People aren't even going to work if you're taxed at that level. And then I went on and made the point. I said she could win because 50% of America is dumber than a box of rocks, and a lot of them want something for nothing. They want their participation trophy. They don't want to have to do anything. What do you think about that statement? I think it's true. I agree with it. But, you know, the um, you know, you got to remember that who Kamala Harris is. Maybe your audience doesn't understand. Willie Brown. <laughs> I know where you're going. She had an affair with Willie Brown yeah. when he was married. Of course, the wife didn't know anything about it. They thought pay to play was only the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. Well, it works out here in San Francisco. So Kamala Harris followed the same pathway to success by going like what Jerry Brown did mm-hmm. with Willie Brown's help. She became the prosecutor of San Francisco, and then kind of you know humped her way all the way up into the into Sacramento as the Attorney General, following in the footsteps of Jerry Brown. And, and, of course, now bring, the, the interesting thing that a lot of people don't understand, Jerry Brown, he was elected governor in 76 to 84, two terms. And then in 1990, we had uh, term limits that were brought in saying, oh, we've got this, this uh, legislature that's out of control. And the guy who's controlling all the legislative pieces and stuff, we need to get rid of him. And his name is Willie Brown. Now, in the meantime, in this proposition, I think it was Prop 14 or 144 or something like that, we're going to say term limits, that you can only be limited to X number of years as an assembly member and X number of years. You have to be limited. You can't live there forever like Willie Brown is. But if you're governor, you want to be governor, well, we're going to limit, limit you to two terms, and that applies to anybody after Jan- or November 1990. And there you go. There you have it. Well, the only person that applied to after 1990 was Jerry Brown. So he was eligible right there for another two terms to be governor in 1990. And it was Slick Willie that was pushed out of term limits. And, of course, she was he was banging um, Kamala Harris at the time. Hmm. And so, you know, that was his, and then he, be go, he goes on and becomes the governor or the mayor of San Francisco. So it's, it's a very incestuous thing. But here's the caveat to all this. Jerry Brown becomes elected in 2006, 2000, no, 2004, to be the attorney general of California. And he's the attorney general for, in California. And he's absolutely wreaking havoc on the law enforcement capability of a, of California through the Attorney General's office, right? And especially the Bureau of Narcotics Enforcement with the DOJ. And um, so, lo and behold, who runs to replace him, because he's running for governor, who runs to replace him? Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris wins, and she gets sworn in in January of 2011, and Jerry Brown becomes the governor again. Lo and behold, you know, the Constitution prohibited him from becoming governor except for that proposition that was run in 1990. So he returns for a third and fourth term. 
Well, the first thing he does, the very first thing he does, he and Kamala Harris join forces, and they get together to destroy, within the Department of Justice, one of the finest, by the way, the Department of Justice has been around a long time, but they've also had in, within them one of the finest law enforcement agencies in the nation, known as the California Bureau of Narcotics Enforcement. So what do they do? They sign, they sign legislation to do away with them. They starve them out and they force 400 agents in California who have been trained specifically to fight the cartels, to prevent marijuana grows and so on, they get thrown out. And there's an open door for the cartels to grow marijuana in California. And boy, did they do it. And then you tie that in with, of course, the the whole notion of legalizing recreational pot. Well, these cartels get billions of dollars. California's largest cash crop for export has been marijuana for the last five or six years, primarily because Kamala Harris and Jerry Brown did away with that Bureau of Narcotics Enforcement. That's Kamala Harris. Yeah, I know. It's a wonderful web they have over there in the Democratic Party. Paul, we're just about out of time, and we're going to continue to track the progress of New California. Let's hope as uh, your dream becomes more of a reality that President Trump also goes on parallel tracks and puts some of these people in prison. Anyway, I have to say that every time I talk to you. But anyway, um, tell the people how they can follow your good work. Well, the um, every every uh, day from Monday through Friday, uh, six to nine Pacific time on on Red State Talk Radio with uh, Agenda Twenty One Radio, and that's a twenty one r dot com. A twenty one r dot com is the website, and of course, New Cal. We talk a lot about New California. Uh, on the same show, so newcaliforniastate.com, newcaliforniastate.com is the website to get our information about what's going on with the 51st state in the United States called New California. Sounds good. And um, Paul, I tell you, it's amazing what you've accomplished, and you and your people are to be congratulated. And let's hope uh, things move along because uh, we need to negate those people in Sacramento. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Thank you, Dave. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around. So it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.